on this episode of the 5P Podcast. I'm your host, Michael J. Penny. I'm sitting down with Miss Jazz Booth, the founder and creator of Discharged Comedy. And she herself is an Army veteran, as well as a business leader, as well as just an awesome woman and a great mom. So thank you so much for joining me here on the 5P Podcast, Jazz. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. I, I like that you cleaned up for me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> I like getting gussied up for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We've worked together. Well, we've worked together before in a number of different ways. All right. So tell the folks about Discharge Company. What is it? Right. So uh, Discharge is an animated comedy that I created a couple years ago and put in the festival circuit last year, still in festival circuit. Um, but basically, um, I created it to tell a different story about veterans through comedy and animation that's not told through your typical Hollywood war movie phenomenon or Hollywood's let's do a document about a documentary about five veterans with PTSD. That's all you see depicted, you know, from Hollywood's eyes because that's all they know. They, I mean, there are a few directors and producers here and there that have served in the military, but predominantly Hollywood is civilians and so it's always you know either war glorified or the (laughs) casualties of war that are glorified and i was like you know what that's not us we deal with you know with strife with adversity through comedy that's how we do i mean you know you're you're sitting in a foxhole for five days waiting for action nothing happens what do you do you know you mess with your battle buddy you make jokes you throw rocks at each other i mean that's just what you do you know, and so I wanted to depict it firsthand from a veteran's eyes. Like you said, I served in the Army. My husband's a Marine Corps combat veteran. My oldest son right. serves in the Air Force. So between us, loads and loads of um, material. Right. And you actually voice the voice of Axel, which is one of our lead characters. And uh, real quick, so I was going through casting and everyone that was depicting a Marine veteran's voice sounded like douchebags. And I'm like, yeah, but not really. Um, but it was just really weird. And so you said to me, hey, if you uh, need someone to be a Marine, you should probably get a Marine. And I was go. like, huh, what a novel idea. And go. it just worked out so funny like that you look like the main character. So I guess it was a role that was built for you. There you go. That was totally coincidental, by the way. <laughs> it was. A fellow Marine steered me toward your project, and I was like, this is awesome. I would totally love to voice a character. This is so cool. And I would totally walk around with Born to Kill all over my Kevlar cover. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so embodying the character is part of it. You know, really what it is is I'm a method actor. That's all that it boils down to. I just had to climb back into being a sergeant all over again. It's not that hard. But right. it is. I tell you what, though. Doing voice acting and working. Because this is, this is where I was doing a lot of that stuff. When you don't have an audience or somebody else to, to cue off of, there's no other direction aside from maybe over text or something like that, that is harder than it looks. That is way harder than it looks. So tell me about the other voice actors that are on the series. Right. So we have a uh, uh, amputee drill sergeant whose name is Jesus, um, which he is voiced by a um, Hispanic um, Army veteran. And I say he's Hispanic because he is Hispanic. So, you right. know, but the characters are true um, to form. 
Um, and he is a arm amputee, but he actually plays a, a leg amputee. And we made him a T-shirt that says um, high five hero, high five champion, something like that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> our Air Force veteran, um, his name is Brandon. He's actually played by another amputee named um, Joe, who we put a, um, a inspirational message towards the end as he lost his brother um, to a, to a suicide. And so like everyone has a backstory in this and I played the voice of major. I was an army major, but, uh, you know, women need to be represented as well. And, you know, she's not a damsel in distress. No. She's actually Axel's bodyguard. And so, right. I mean, when you, you really like, you know, you need a killer on your right side and she truly is a murderer, but you know, um... <laughs> there's a whole backstory yeah. folks. You gotta go check it out. <laughs> There's a yeah. whole, there's a whole, pl- whoa, plot twist. You just gave him an M. Night Shyamalan here on the 5P Podcast. You didn't know you were going to be sitting down with an executive producer, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. so we make fun of each other, but also we interweave some stories of how they met, and they all, you know, met through trauma, but they're brothers and sisters, you know, all different races, backgrounds, genders, and they just, they, they get along in their dysfunctional way, but they're a family. Love it. It is a fun show. It is a fun cast of characters, and it is a heck of a lot of fun getting together with you guys and playing and working off one another. It, don't oh. do anything in life unless it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I made a mistake. So Earl Granville plays Brandon. His brother Joe is the one who lost his life to suicide. I just, you know, I took my Flip meds this two. morning, but I guess they haven't clicked in yet. So. Well, God bless them. <laughs> Well, so, okay, so tell me, what is the mission statement, if there is one, of Discharge Comedy? It's, um, you know, uh, put me on the spot here. There really isn't a mission statement, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that when I first, you know, put it all together and I put it out there, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And everybody's just going to be like, oh, let's just walk to it. And it didn't work that way. So you reached out to me and he was like, so ma'am, did you put a plan together? You know, do you have a five paragraph format? And I was like, why is that relevant? We're not in the military anymore. And you're like, oh, it's quite relevant. <laughs> and so as I started putting it together, like the shit's up. Can you curse on here? I'm sorry. I forget. A little bit. Let's say PG-13. <laughs> it's my rule. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the stuff is still... You know, relevant in the in the army, we say sergeant major eats sugar cookies. That's how we remember the paragraph format. And I was like, you know, it is still very relevant. It's pretty much a business plan. Who knew? And so I went back to the jarring board and start putting it, you know, together. And it's like a a a, a mismatched quartet of um of this of uh, mismatched quartet of yeah. um kind of honorably, not so honorably discharged veterans, you know, right. navigate the, the good, bad, and the dark side of Hollywood. And so that's what I primarily put together. Before I had, you know, Full Metal Jacket meets Family Guy. But what does that really mean to people who haven't seen Full Metal Jacket or Family Guy? So right. using the five paragraph method, it's like, okay, well, put it into terms that everybody can understand. Because it is a a, a, a um, comedy about military veterans but you need to put it to the point where everybody can enjoy it because if not if you leave it to just those two pieces you kind of lose a you kind of narrow down your audience too much right 
Oh, yeah, I totally get it. Now, it's funny, though, because when Jazz and I first came together, we were talking this over, and we were talking through what are the different components of the discharged characters and the different things. You do, though, have to explain it to people where it's like, give me the gist of your show. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Full Metal Jacket meets Family Guy, and then they had an illegitimate baby, and then that's, and then that guy went into the military, and there you go. So, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, whoa, whoa, what? But if you yeah. are fans, if you're a fan of Family Guy and a fan of Full Metal Jacket, then you'll probably be a fan of Discharge, right? So for those of you who because that leads into another question, by the way, right? Who is your ideal audience members out there? So for those of you who enjoy Full Metal Jacket and Family Guy, you'll probably enjoy Discharge, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, but also, I started writing to deal with my major depressive disorder and to channel it into a medium that's, you know, productive, but also something that, you know, people who battle mental health, who battle just any type of you know, unique need, whether it be financial, because we talk about homelessness in there, you know, just whether you feel isolated. So anybody who's fallen on hard times that, you know, again, needs to find a better way to cope as, you know, VA medicine doesn't work for everybody, you know, group doesn't work for everybody. And sometimes, you know, laughter can be the best medicine. So anybody who, of course, if you served, if you had a family that served, you'll, you'll get it right off. But mm -hmm. I wrote it in such a way that anybody could understand it. Yeah, there's some T-shirt jokes in there because, you know, veterans love to make T-shirts. And so there are some, <laughs> you know, inside jokes to, you know, uniquely to uh, the veteran community. But again, it's for anybody who just, just needs to laugh. And also it's a, you know, a departure away from which, how you would typically see us, you know, depicted in a Hollywood setting. Right. I love that aspect of it. I love the fact that it's irreverent. I love it. It, see, because so so many times, I mean, we've seen this, and this is the chip on, I guess, both of our shoulders to an extent, is a lot of organizations love to put a face on veterans on our behalf in order to potentially do something good for us. You're going about it in a completely different way, which I think is great, and also originally i thought that a lot and i i have said this to you before i thought some of the humor if not a lot of the humor would be lost on a more civilian audience and it's not it really is not it bridges right across to your average american let's say for instance who enjoys sitting down and watching animated series an animated comedy series i think that it's thought-provoking to where someone would ask the veteran in, in their lives about some sort of situation or maybe an inside joke like that. You know, but also, I mean, to uh, to give a little bit away, when they go to visit the rich asses... Okay, <laughs> yes, it's pronounced for case. Everybody gets that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really enjoy that scene. I think it's hilarious. That is Plus definitely probably one of my, my, my favorite scenes because, you know, when I have, and you've been in um, situations with civilians, like you say, oh, I've been to combat. Yeah, how many people did you kill? Or they'll say something so direct that's just like, um, that's kind of an awkward question to ask. So it's like you're now in that 
environment where they're asking these and seeing these awkward, inappropriate things that to them does seem perfectly normal. Right. And you know, the veteran, you try to, you know, not go full meta jack and mode. Let me ask this. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me answer this in the most professional way that I can. Right. You know, then it just sometimes you got to lay down the most horrific <laughs> thing in the entire world. And then it's like, don't ask questions you want answers to. I'm just saying. And- Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, well, what'd you feel when you mowed down a terrorist? It's like a recoil. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, what? Oh, I wish they were more. <laughs> right. Oh, God. I love that because they're great icebreakers when you're going and doing a speaking event. All right, so how many of you folks been blown up? Because I have. All right, pay attention. Here's what, go- here's what goes on. <laughs> when right. things blow up. And it's like, I hope they had a plan before things blow up because in the middle of things blowing up, probably that's not a good time to come up with a plan. <laughs> exactly. Be- believe it or not, I swear to God, this is something that Simon Sinek talks about. This is the reason, this honestly is the reason why I wanted to bring 5P as a process, as a whole management method out into this, the modern workforce. Simon Sinek was talking about the, the standardization and planning, let's say, in a civilian-led organization, without trying to separate or create a barrier, but the standardization and planning is we're going to plan annually when it's fashionable, essentially, or we're going to plan in the middle of an emergency. Or it's like, hair on fire, got to go and, and get this type of stuff done. But what right. Simon Sinek says, and... and Again, someone who never served in the military talking about the military as far as how we put things together, we at least have a process. Like when, stu- when stuff starts going crazy, at least you have that to fall back on. Right. Which is a whole lot more than what you get when you're going up, you know, let's say through university and other stuff like that. What classroom did you learn how to do discharged comedy in? I think, right. You know, it, it's it's funny that you say that, but again, you you revert back to basic military, you know, fundamentals, and it's not a hard thing. It's just this this repetition of you know how do I start um, from from square one, and so again, going going through a, a format of you know, because you know anything that you create from an entrepreneurial perspective, you have to look at it as a business, whether you're creating a movie or whether you're creating a pen. You know, who's your audience? Who are you going to get to help with you with this? What do you need? You know, who are your allies? You have to put all of that together, you know, regardless of of what you're doing. And I didn't understand it. I thought, okay, you have to make it and then put it out there. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. So, yeah. (laughs) No, I hear you. It's always, I tell you what, it's some, it, it is a tale as old as time. I'll put it to you that way. Because we all did the same thing. I did that with one of my first companies. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll just build the product and all of that other stuff and then put it together because I already knew that it was a good idea. Well, great, but you had to construct a business. You have to construct whatever. You don't have to go way too down the rabbit hole as far as, you know, the minutiae of things, but you at least have to have some sort of structure. You at least have to have some sort of plan going into it. And I tried writing a business plan my first couple of go-arounds, and then I was sitting down with one of my mentors, who is a business owner and a VC and all of this other stuff now. Uh, but he graduated from Norwich and was an officer in the Marine Corps. 
and great guy, wealth and knowledge. We went walking out of a business meeting one time. He's like, you're a sergeant, weren't you? He's like, yeah. Well, why don't you just write an op order? And that was honestly <laughs> the light bulb moment where it was like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, what? Don't waste all of your training. You know, just take everything from where you came from and then apply that forward. But it's interesting because 5P is a standardized thing. I mean, you're a major in the U.S. Army. I was a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. But we have the ability to work off that same platform and so are organizations yeah. together. We have two totally different MOSs. Totally different. What was your primary MOS? I was a 42 hotel, which is a senior human resources officer. Or as you like to call it, a poke. <laughs> Word. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the poke part of it. Because meanwhile, it's like my my, gr my grunt brain glazed over and I was like, whatever. She said poke. <laughs> That's okay. I'll tell you what's funny. I, I think the term business plan just scares people. Because, yeah. like, if you go buy business plan software, it's like, oh, my God, Very it's the most overwhelming, and it's scary. But, you know, most op orders, you know, in the field, you even though I, I wasn't, you know, combat or uh, combat arms, or com I'm combat service support, you still have to know it. And you also say, like you, you were talking about, you're in the middle of a fight and you need to adjust. You write a hasty, you know, right. op order. So it doesn't have to be, you know, 10, 12 pages long. Like the software, it's like it can be, you know, one to two pages long and have everything succinctly you know, that you need. Right. Did I use that word right succinctly? You did. Hey. Well, and that's actually, I got to get you. <laughs> you did. It was clear, concise, succinct, right? Whoa. But that's it. <laughs> she hooded me. Oh, my God, our first hooded. We got hood. In the 5P inner circle, we have the templates and the full process. For people to go through. So if they go to fiveparagraph.com, you can see what we're talking about as far as being able to complete that full process. Because I'll tell you one of the biggest things in going around and talking to fellow business leaders about, maybe you could apply this also. You make a hasty, we call it a frack up, right? Fragmentary order. But either way, it's just a very, very short one page. That's it. It might be for the day or it might be for the shift. Right. And again, it's just one page. You're jotting down your ideas into it. But then afterwards, after that action, immediately do a debrief. So that way you can put those things together. When the action is yeah. completed, you need to follow it up with some sort of a debrief. True. And, and a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people just don't. I actually treat my calendar like a debrief. <laughs> so I put down in there what I actually did. So I have my digital calendar, let's say, and that's what's coming up. And then I have what I actually did. So I guess I could say that my calendar is more akin to a journal. Yeah. So. And, and, and that's perfectly fine. But, you know, it, even if you, you do have a good plan, things are always constantly changing. Yeah. And using a five-paragraph format allows you to adjust the change, you know, is because that's what you need to do. It's like, oh, my plan didn't work. It failed. It's like, no, find out what worked. And adjust what didn't work, and that's pretty much. I mean, it's it's a business a business plan, or you know, in a five paragraph format, it's an evolving plan. But it gives you the tools you need to adjust when things aren't going, you know, as perfectly as the paper said it would. Right. 
Oh my goodness. You always <laughs> remind me of like, uh, like no plan survives first contact, right? You step outside the wire and a bullet whizzes past your head. You're like, all right, totally forgot what was on that plan. But don't worry, because I got all this other stuff on me. Right. I think that's the other side of a whole lot of things. Not to sound too meta in life here. There are a whole lot of people who are wrapped up in their melon full of anxiety, and they didn't spend very much time training with any of the gear that they've got. You know, so it's like, people will ask me these what-if questions about being in Iraq or Afghanistan. What if this? What if that? And it's like, I spent way more time worrying about the tools of my trade and how to apply them than I ever did worrying about a what-if scenario. Right. No, and it's, and it's true. And it's, again, if you are, um, what do they call it, like um, muscle memory. You know, your brain right. is a muscle as well. And if you continue to, you know, this tool is for that, this tool is for that. You know, but again, if you're not using them, it ain't just, you know, knowing about them. If you're not using the tools that you have, like, oh, you get shot. You're not wearing your bulletproof vest. Right. Oh, that's what that was for. Or flat vest. That's what that was for. You know, it's too right. late at that point <laughs> to, you know, think about it. Right. Exactly. Well, and a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go into it and they'll be like, ready, act, aim, kind of a deal. You know, it's like they're... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like they're, and I and I get that to an extent when you just have to act in the moment because craziness is going on. I'll do it. Yeah, all right, time and a place. But there are a whole lot of folks where it's like if if I build it, they will come. And it's like, meh. There's a whole lot of other what ifs that you aren't thinking of, but that's because you don't have all of the other tools that are necessary to do it. You know, and that's it, it, there is that balance associated with it. So with discharged company. What has been your biggest challenge? My biggest challenge, you know, and I, I want to be honest. Um, I recognize that as a as a film a female veteran, most people probably, you know, won't be as supportive because what does she know about war? What does she know about combat? What does she know about blah blah blah? You know, and also I am a you know a woman. Period. Um, and I am a black female. So there are some challenges that come along that, but it's like, you know, how do you overcome those challenges? You make quality things that are uh, what I'd like to call um, not addictive, but attractive, you know? And, and so to get over that, it's like, I, I listen to these things. It's like, you know, Hollywood doesn't know anything about, you know, being in the foxhole or, or being overseas. No. And so it's like, but we constantly flock, you know, to the, you know, excitement and bravado that we put out. So it's, again, you know, you just have to pretty much start from the bottom, work your way up. And I've screamed and where there, the room was full of people. I've screamed where there's, a, where there's one pe one person. But I'm also a, a public speaker. And I treat any conference room like Carnegie Hall because you never know of that five people, that one person, that 20 people, who's actually, you know, in the audience. And so I revamped our marketing, went back at it, and we did go to some, you know, pretty cool festivals and, and win some awards. You know, I know a lot of people like, oh, if I didn't go to Sundance, I failed. Oh, if I didn't go to cons, you failed. No, if you didn't try at all, right. you failed. Getting into a festival and getting an award is a great thing, whether it's a festival that's been around six years or, or 60 years. And so it's like you kind of help kind of. You first have to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, I mean, I know that sounds like very cliche, but oh, it true. is very relevant. 
And also, if you don't invest in yourself, no one else will as well. And so me and my husband, Amen. you know, good old TSP account, rest in peace, TSP. Um, we, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we, we sell <laughs> Oh, my God. You got me on that one. Your savings plan. Oh, my yeah. God. The retirement and account. And buy, buy a, you know, a brand new sports car. We're not in midlife crisis mode yet. Right. But we created a product of where we own it. And in Hollywood, that is very important as to when you're going out pitching, you know, who else owns this? Who has a piece of it? And you can say nobody, you know, and that's probably the, the best thing you have going into negotiations or pitching it. You don't have to go talk to 10, 15, 20 investors. You have nobody to pay back but, but yourself. Yeah. And that was pretty important using that five, you know, paragraph uh, process, um, you know, as you know, you're looking at allies and, you know, who you need to make this happen. You know, the people that you need to make it happen, make a movie happen are the people that, you know, I needed an animator. I needed a voiceover, you know, um, yeah. actors. I needed a illustration person. I need people to help me with production and post-production. Post-production is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, my God. Things That's where the up. fraggles come into play. Post-production is a constant freaking frago. But it's like, I need those people. And, you know, you pay those people. And once you pay those people, their business with you is done. And now you just have to go out there and find people who want to pay you for for your product. You know, and again, it's it's a constant, you know, um, adjustment. It's constant change. But again, it all starts with that basic plan. Right on. You're an awesome woman, Jazz Booth. You're an awesome veteran. <laughs> Doing great things. I hear a pretty darn good mom, too. Folks, go check out DischargedComedy.com. Correct? DischargedComedy.com? Yeah, that's correct. All right, cool. Go take a look. The video's up on there. The trailer's up on there. The characters are up on there. I swear to God, we did not meet each other before they started making the character art for this. I swear. We, we did, did not, not. We did not know each other. That is... <laughs> hauntingly accurate right there that's a good. made for you huh that's how i used to walk around in the bill better watch out <laughs> born to kill across my brain strap <sighs> kicking indoors like, he's everybody's favorite actor and the next one is is brandon um you know uh, so full disclosure my oldest son's uh in the air force his name is brandon and he was kind of like um he was inspiration for that character. So when he was deployed to Afghanistan, you know, we always give airmen crap about, you know, doing airmen stuff, which is basically doing nothing and get paid a lot of money to do it. <laughs> and um, getting an answer duty pay on top of it. Yeah. So he's a maintainer and he works on aircrafts. And so when I uh, FaceTimed him in um, Afghanistan, um, he was in a hangar. I'm like, hey, what are you working on today? And he says, my abs. <laughs> Like, this is why we give you crap. Uh, no, boy, what are you doing for your country? You know? Because <laughs> oh <laughs> physical fitness is a part of, you know, um, being ready for whatever. But, yeah, he was working on his abs. And so, yeah, that's where your millions of tax dollars working are going. Working on my abs. <laughs> you Instagram model, you. Working on my abs. <laughs> oh, right. my God. Meanwhile, it's like a pack a day and a case of rippets. Oh, Lord. All right. We got to wrap things up. Thank you, Jazz. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 5P Podcast. 
Folks, check out DischargedComedy.com right now if you haven't already done so. Jazz, thank you. You're awesome. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Folks, if you haven't already, hit subscribe. Do so right now. Subscribe, rate, review the show, the podcast. Huge thank you to Heroes Media Group. Huge thank you to every one of you out there who listen, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next go-around. And until then, take care and be well.